0: What is tail recursion? By the end of this episode, you'll understand what the term means and how it can save you from Stack Overflow. Hello, my name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So This is an important term. You'll hear it uh, if you're in discussions about functional programming, you'll hear it. So I feel like it's important to know what it is. It is kind of a low-level idea. Um, it's very much um, uh, a- an implementation detail of like whatever uh, language or m- platform you're running on. Uh, but it can have surprising uh, performance implications. So it is kind of important to understand. All right. So the idea is recursion has a cost. Okay. This is normal uh, recursion. Like if you're calling, uh, let's let's just talk about regular calling of functions. So function A calls function B, and function B calls function C. Then when they return, function C has to know where to return to. Right. So the the There's going to be like a jump in the instructions to go call the code for C, and then it has to return to the point in B where C was called, and then it'll continue there. And then when B returns, it has to know where A is or where to continue. And the way that is stored is on a stack, and that makes sense because uh, stacks, you know, you add. Stuff to the stack, and then you pop it off. So as you as you call deeper and deeper into the call graph, so A calling B, and then deeper into C, and then C calls D. Each time you push an uh, a, an address of where to return to. Okay, and this is called a stack frame, because you're adding a frame to the stack. Now, also in the stack frame. Are all of the arguments that you need, and local variables are also stored there in the stack frame. Now this is this is good. It's a very nice uh, implementation uh, data structure for keeping uh, track of where what you you know all these little variables you need for each call of a function, and then where to return to. The trouble is, when you start using recursion, you start to have a lot of calls, right? So it's not just A, B, C, you know, it's a handful. You know, it could be up to hundred, like, but it, that's still a finite number. Once you start getting into recursion, where a function is calling itself and that's calling itself, it could be thousands of times, right? So each time you're taking up a little bit of space on the stack. And if you run out of space on the stack, that's called a stack overflow. It's very easy to do. So, this is one of the disadvantages of recursion uh, when it's just done naively like that. So, what a lot of languages do, the runtimes, or sometimes it's done in the compiler. Is they do what's called tail call removal. So imagine this if function A calls B and then B calls C, but it's really the last thing that B is going to do, right? It does a bunch of steps and then the last thing it does is it says return C open close parent. So it's calling C as the last thing it does to return, right? That means that really you don't need the local variables for B anymore. You don't need the arguments. And you don't even need to return to B only to return to A right away. You could just return right to A. Just skip it. Just skip that that intermediate jump. Right? Cuz A is going to get the value that B returns and B returns the value from C that C returns. So just skip B. Just go right back to A. So if you can detect this, if it's got like the return right on the call to to C, then you don't need to make a new stack frame. You can reuse B's stack frame. So then you're saving a stack frame for that call. Now, it's not so important when you're just doing, uh, you know a few uh, like normal non recursive calls right but once you get into recursive calls where now all of a sudden you're doing thousands millions of self calls right so c calls itself and it calls itself it calls itself till so finally it stops well each time it's adding a stack frame if it you if you have it in a tail call position where it's the last thing it does Then you don't you can reuse that stack frame. And you're not adding uh, stack frames all the time, and so that's how you avoid stack overflow. So tail recursion is just recursion in the tail call position. Okay. So it's recursion in the tail call position. And if you have tail call removal in your language. Then boom. You have, it's basically an optimization, and it let it makes recursion a lot more practical for your language. Um, so that's the thing: is a lot of languages these days do not have tail call removal. Uh, for instance, JavaScript. I believe they're working on tail call removal as a proposal to extend the language, but it doesn't have tail call removal. Why wouldn't you want to do tail call removal? Um, The big argument against tail call removal is that you lose stack information. So When you throw an error, you normally uh, keep track of all the stack frames and so that when you get the stack trace for that error you see everywhere that was called in the chain but if you're removing those from the, you know from the stack those frames are getting reused you will lose that information so your stack call your stack traces become uh, you know less useful and maybe misinformative now there's several proposals about this. Like, what do you do? Um, one of them is, will you only remove tail calls? Like, let's say after three call recursive calls to the same function, right? So if A calls B, and B calls C in tail position, you don't remove that frame, but if C calls itself three times, then the third time you start reusing that last one. And so then you can show the stack trace, and all the ones that were just calling it once are still there, but you also get the benefit of this—you know—the the recursion not taking up infinite space. Okay. Um, uh, Java also does not have tail call removal. Uh, it's also called tail call optimization or tail call elimination. Um, it doesn't have it. I have heard for uh, silly reasons, like historical reasons. Um, at some point in the the security system of Java, they count stack traces. And if they had removed the tail calls, then those stack traces or stack they count stack frames, and they say, you know, you can't run code unless you've got at least two frames up. Which is a bad way to do it because it's relying on serious implementation details. But if they change that code that's that's counting stack traces, stack frames, then they should be able to do it. And they're working on that. They're working on that. But it's you know it's deep in the the guts of the JVM implementation, so it's not something that we can just expect will happen uh, in like the next release. Surprisingly, C, the GCC compiler, uh, with if you turn optimizations on, will do tail call removal, which is pretty cool. It means recursion in C is uh, a lot more useful than in Java. Hmm. Now There are ways to mitigate the lack of uh, tail call removal in your language or on your platform. So, the first way is manually. So, if you know I'm going to be doing uh, tail recursion, you could replace it with a for loop or a while loop. Let's say a while loop. And so, everywhere instead of calling yourself, uh, you just reset all the arguments and all the local variables to the, their new values, you know, what they should be after you call yourself. And then Let the loop go back around. So you just do it like a while true, right? So you're just looping, and as soon as you're you're gonna call yourself instead of calling yourself, you just let it loop back around. Um, And then, in the case where you wanna stop looping, you use a return. So you just return right out from inside the loop, and that way, um, it's very much like uh, tail call elimination. Uh, but maybe harder to read, uh, and of course, it doesn't use any stack frames when you're just doing a loop. It'll be faster. That's a benefit. Uh, then the second way is something that your language might provide. So closure has a thing with, called explicit tail calls. Um, you c- you can call this. Um, it's a form an expression called recur, which only works in tail call position. So. Closure will check that you are doing it in tail call position, and it does a call, you know, a recursive call. It looks like a recursive call, but it's really doing that for that while loop trick I just talked about. So it's it only works for self calls. Um, so recur always calls this the function it's in again. But it does have, you know, half or 75% of the benefits of the tail call removal. So, also being explicit is good. So, you know, it's got another benefit. Whereas a lot of times when you do recursion, you're not thinking about whether it's a tail call or not. This makes you think about it. You can't get it wrong because it checks if it's in tail position and it'll warn you or throw an error if it's not. So it's it's a decent thing. Um, I still would prefer having full tail call elimination on the JVM. But Rich Hickey considers it a platform feature and not a language feature. So it's something that he's just gonna let the JVM figure out. Uh, on their time. Okay, so let me let me recap real fast. So recursion has a real cost. Every time you, every time a function calls another function, there's a stack frame put on. And if you're uh, recursing a lot, then of course you're going to be putting a lot of stack frames on there. And you could run out of stack frames. The stack is not infinite. And that's called when you run out. That's called stack overflow. So if you have tail call removal, uh, there a certain number of of your recursive calls are going to be tail recursive, and so they will be removed. And then you won't have the stack overflow. Doesn't eliminate all of that because you can still have stack overflow like if it's not in tail position, you could still overflow. All right, uh, It's more space efficient. It's just like a while loop. In fact, you can mechanically translate tail recursion into a while loop. It's it's really not difficult. Now the while loop might not look like the while loop you would have written. That's the only caveat. All right. Uh, if you'd like to listen to more podcasts, I suggest you subscribe. You can go to lispcast.com slash podcast to see all the past episodes. There are audio, video, and text, depending on how you like to consume this stuff. There it is. Uh, you'll also find links to subscribe and to find me on social media. Um, if you want to get into a kind of long form discussion with code and stuff, email is probably best. But if you just want to have a question or 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 get in, you know, disagreement or whatever. Um, Twitter might be better. All right. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I have for this episode. Thank you very much, and rock on.